Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Burntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Burntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. Let's hang out. Let's hang out. And let's talk about what lessons have found. Let's hang out. And let's listen to two lesbians shout. Let's hang out. Let's hang out. Hey everyone, welcome back to Les Hangout, the podcast where this week, lace on your racing shoes, we're all joining the track team. From the West Coast, <laughs> I'm Lee Holmes Foster. And from the East Coast, I'm Ellie Brigida. To those of you who have been with us through this whole journey, thank you as always for listening. If you're a new listener, welcome. We're excited to have you here. Here's what's happening this week. Hey, Les Hangout listeners, do you need a little something new to spice things up a bit? Because we've got you covered. I'm sure we are all familiar with how the sex toy industry, like everything else, can be a little heteronormative. They were fun, they were great, but they should have been a little more gay. (laughs) (laughs) So as you know, we're always looking for sex toy companies that are by our community and for our community. Look at this manta ray looking vibrator. It's so cute. Lee, are you buying sex toys right now? Maybe, but I'm having so much fun. (laughs) All right, you can use our Eve's Toys discount after we record this ad. Fine. Eve's Toys was created so that lesbians and genderqueer individuals can feel comfortable and empowered, inspired and encouraged all in a fun and friendly environment. At Eve's Toys, you'll find an unrivaled selection of sex toys curated specifically for lesbian couples and queer identified folks offered at competitive prices. And for Les Hangout listeners, you'll get 50% off of your purchase when you go to evestoys.com and use promo code TAG50, T-A-G-G-5-0. And for any of you that buy sex toys regularly, you know that can make a big difference. So once again, that's promo code TAG50 to get 50% off of your purchase at evestoys.com. All right, Lee, you can get your sex toys now. Let's hang out. This week in the Lesdom. This week in the Lesdom is a place where we can touch base each episode about things going on with the podcast or otherwise. And today it's our final episode of Tears. Five. Tears on the face. I know. Um, I would like to reiterate final episode of season five. We will be back. We'll always be back. <laughs> Don't you know that by now. Worry. During our hiatus, we've actually decided to keep the feed going by sharing some of our favorite shows. So we'll have some feed drops of other podcast episodes that we think that you might like during our hiatus, which will be only five weeks off. We are coming back so soon. We'll be back on August 15th with season six, Bigger and Better. We always say bigger and better, and it is. It's always and bigger it and better. is. We're just gonna keep pushing. <laughs> um, plus August fifteenth. Wow, what a great date! Because you know what's happening exactly one month after that on September fifteenth is the Flame live in New York. Cannot wait at fifty four below. You can get your tickets already. So just go online to fifty four below. Get your tickets to the show. Also, one of our patrons let us know that it's the same weekend as Buffering live in New York. So if we have any Buffering fans, like make a full weekend of it. Thursday. Two birds. One trip. 
that Let's weekend do it. So you do a buffering episode like it's perfect timing it's it this is two birds one big apple that's what we're talking <laughs> yes. here also actually tonight lee and i are recording our first ever season six patreon bonus episode so starting next season we'll be releasing monthly bonus episodes on our patreon so if you're not a member yet you want to join because you're going to get monthly episodes about us talking about whatever the heck we want we've decided for this first one we're going to be talking about kissing jessica stein we want to talk about movies that we don't usually get to talk about on the show but we still have lots of thoughts on so it'll be just fun whatever whatever our lesbian whims take us it's gonna be great. And and you all know they can take us so many places. So many places. So many places. <laughs> so many places. But we had a lot of fun doing the uh doing the Patreon QA uh QA episode last season, this past season. And so we just thought, you know what, listen, we get requests all the time for things that we can't always find a place for in the schedule, in the season schedule. What better way to make sure we cover those things than to do some extra bonus episodes for our patrons because we love our patrons so much. Um, and we know you want to listen to us scream into our microphones about kissing Jessica Stein, <laughs> <laughs> which we are gearing up to do. So, yeah. so yeah, check that out. For our patrons, we will be hosting a watch party for Crush if you haven't watched it yet. Come check it out. We're going to be doing it on July 10th, 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 12 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Look at you finally getting I know, the time zone changes right. I know, doing great on the time zones. Um, we'll be sending the Zoom link out to everyone. It's going to be really fun. We always it's have our, our last one of the season. So you got to come hang out with us. It's going to be so fun. Also in the greater Les universe, uh, Dove Cameron has confirmed that Mal was in fact in love with Evie and we just want to say we told you so. Yeah, of course. We we all knew. We knew. We knew. You knew. Everyone knew. Everyone but knew. Thanks for the confirmation, Dove. I mean, listen, I think Dove Cameron is just really kind of, you know, living this energy of like give the gays everything they want. And personally, I am here for it. Keep it going, Dove Cameron, please and thank you. Yeah. Yeah, she's doing a great job. <laughs> yeah. I'm not I'm not, not gonna complain. Not complaining. <laughs> Also want to tell you all about a new documentary called Inside Gateways, which is a new documentary about London's most famous lesbian nightclub. You know, we love a good lesbian space. So I'm excited to see this new documentary to hear about one of the most famous and oldest nightclubs in London. Um, I have our last this week item to talk about, which is, listen, I don't know if there are any Only Murders in the Buildings fans here listening. I'm a big fan. We loved season one. Some of you may know season two, the first two episodes just dropped last week. And I would like to proudly state that it took me, there's like spo slight spoilers ahead, although I can't imagine this is a spoiler for anybody here, because let's be real. It took me a whole four seconds of seeing Cara Delevingne on the screen talking to Mabel for me to say, oh my God, Mabel, dump the boy and please make out with this girl instead. And it took not that much longer in, in episode two for her to do it. So like, sold. Only murders in the building. Make it gay, you cowards. And they actually do. I am here for it. I think episode three drops tomorrow from when people are listening to this. So 
I just I'm excited to see where it's going to go. You know, I assume that this is probably uh, a lifelong relationship now. I I can't imagine anything. There's going to be any drama. How could there be drama in this show? (laughs) Yeah. yeah, Any day now. But still, I'm here for it. So let's not throw that into the universe. But (laughs) yes, I I should say I'm like, you know, absolutely counting my chickens a little early on episode two of the season. But you know what? I just I don't care. I don't care. I'm behind it happening regardless of how bad it it. it could go. (laughs) That's what's happening this week. Back to you, Ellie and Lee. Thanks, Ellie and Lee. And welcome, everyone, to episode 22 of season five, our final episode of the season, and another installment of Les Essentials. I'm so excited. For all of you listening, you know Les Essentials is a recurring segment on the show where we will dive into classic lesbian movies or TV shows. And as a reminder, we are also writing and recording original songs for all of our Les Essentials, so you'll want to stick around to the very end of this episode to hear our song for this movie. It's called W. So many puns. I'm so excited. And for this Les Essentials, we are talking about the recent Hulu hit, Crush. It so was. Uh, I'm, you're, nobody could be more excited than we are right now. Um, <laughs> Crush was written by Kristen King and Casey Rackham. It was directed by Sammy Cohen. And we have a very exciting surprise for all of you because we have the writers here with us. Welcome, Kirsten and Casey. Hi. We're so excited to be here. Hello. We are so happy that you're here. Thank you for writing this beautiful, hilarious teen film that we all needed. I'm going to give all of us, all of you in the audience, quick bios on Kirsten and Casey, and then we're going to dive in. So Casey Rackham is a screenwriter and the managing editor of BuzzFeed. And Kirsten King is a screenwriter living and working in Los Angeles. She is currently staffed on a half-hour animated comedy called The Hospital Coming to Amazon. Does that mean you have say in whether The Wilds gets renewed? I'm assuming you're making those decisions (laughs) now, right? I mean, if I had say in The Wilds, if I had say in The Wilds, there would be no boys in season (laughs) two. So uh, luck. goodbye. Thank guys. you. I have, I have some thoughts. I do not have any say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is not a wild podcast, but it could turn into one. Um, yeah, we have a problem. Uh, we're not here to talk about the wilds. We're here to talk about Crush, which was just delightful. I knew you were going to say delightful. I was going to try to say delightful. <laughs> so you should have. Honestly, you should have because it's it's like the most accurate thing and I can't get over it. It is quite accurate. Yes. Um, for anyone who is not familiar, I'm just going to give us our IMDb synopsis. Uh, just because you know I love you know I love nothing more than to read an IMDb synopsis. <laughs> the IMDb synopsis for Crush. An aspiring young artist joins her high school track team and later discovers what real love feels like when she finds herself falling for an unexpected teammate. That's actually a really cute synopsis. It's it is cute. No, I just feel like it like ignores a lot of the the main points of the plot though is that just the me? plot i'm, yeah. I'm pretty <laughs> sure imdb is is like wikipedia though anyone can write anything so i don't know yes, who but that's, what, that's what i was gonna ask i was like did you write this who no who that is these? the that is the synopsis that has gone around everywhere and i think our producers compiled compiled it together if i'm remembering correctly because that's the one that's also was like in the deadline article but it, it does kind of skip over like the whole plot of the movie right i i think it does i think the problem is that we have many plots <laughs> in the movie well, <laughs> think, sure. and so they were sure. like short and sweet let's not confuse mm-hmm. them with a mystery <laughs> I, 
yeah, but yeah, you know what I think yeah. is funny is like you don't have to get to the mystery. I think because here's the thing: we do so. Less Essentials is one of our segments. We do another segment that we do every other week that's called "Should Have Been Gay," and we talk about movies and shows that should have been gay. And we also read the IMDb synopsis for those and then write our own. <laughs> and um, so we spend a lot of time reading IMDb synopses. <laughs> and the thing that cracks me up that this one does, and I always think it's the funniest thing, is when like I feel like I always expect the first like the first foray into the synopsis to actually be like the main thing about the movie or the show. And in this one, it's like joins her high school track team. And I'm like, I feel like that's not really like the yeah. we don't, weedy yeah, like, we don't part really of the plot. Care that she joins <laughs> yeah. track team. Like we yeah. care because, so because, of like, the uh, that because of it. Yeah. But I'm not invested. I'm like, yeah, this is not like cool running. Like, that right? was really like, what I was about. The high school yeah. track edition. <laughs> it really does set it up as like a sports movie. Yes. Like, yeah, this yeah. Is, How dare you not be a sports movie? Look, I want it, but I would say this is not a sports movie. It happens to include sports, but it yeah, is not yeah. cool runnings, indeed. <laughs> I feel like the, I, the IMDb synopsis could have been like, a young high school student running for his class board like has a friend who discovers love. And you're like, that's not really the... Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's all about the straight couple. Like, yeah. Yeah. Oh, have. my yeah. God. That would <laughs> two, be funny. <laughs> two, two straight couple. Two people in love compete <laughs> with student body president. And you're like, wait, what the hell? <laughs> this uh. is what this is about? Tim goes to the Renaissance Fair. Like you don't even. Yeah. Like, we'll talk to that. What are we? T- yeah. I would yeah, like. Yeah. That. Or it could be Chantel's friends. movie. Yeah. You know. No. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. really, when when Kirsten and I were like first writing this movie, we were just always like, "Oh, Tim!" Like Tim just shows up. We got a real a real soft spot for Tim. We really do. He's I mean, great. he is honestly a great character, but it just cracks me up. Yeah, it's like high school principal, like. <laughs> finds love of renaissance fair like i the renaissance fair shit got me so hard i don't know why uh, maybe it's because i feel like i would be i've never been to a renaissance fair but i feel like i would like eat that shit up oh you they would. are fun they are fun yeah. like big ass turkey legs beer uh shooting a bow and arrow it's a it's a good time i highly recommend yeah. going to a ren fair i need highly to recommend. go I need did you ever go. did you ever go to um what's the king richard's fair which no is, like, what's the, big, the jousting the one, one in- What's the oh, medieval, oh, medieval times? Time. Medieval yes. times. Did you ever do I medieval times? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. oh yeah. It's like you don't get to do a lot of the fun like do it yourself stuff, but you get at least the fun like, uh, oh, I've got like a giant like pitcher size <laughs> and you have a crown. Yeah, and, like, I just want a crown. Yeah, yeah. Take a time. <laughs> yeah. You go when you're a kid and like, yeah, your turkey leg is like the size of your torso and you're like, ah, <laughs> this is fun. Yeah, I like can barely eat chicken wings. So like I can't use <laughs> turkey leg. Then you would not like the turkey leg. You would not like it. <laughs> I just like it's just too messy for me. But it's okay. It's okay. So we already said we were try- gonna try to do a short synopsis and we're deep. We're doing so a great happy. job. We're doing so, so well. We're so on top of it. <laughs> Let's dive in, though, since we're talking about the IMDb synopsis. So I'd say Kirsten and Casey, each give us what you would actually have the IMDb synopsis be for Oh, yeah, we're going to make you work while you're here. Oof. <laughs> yeah, rewrite the synopsis. Let's submit it to IMDb. Oh, my God. Our whole, <laughs> if you were to, like, search our text, it would just be like, hey, wait, what's our log line again? <laughs> it's yeah, me yeah. searching so a log bit line of that in line. our text. I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sounds because right. I feel like it would be an introverted artist steps out of her shell to pursue her crush and 
Man, there are it's so hard. Many okay, you guys. Like, I she searched, also gets framed. I searched, <laughs> I searched "logline" into my computer. It popped up right away. I titled it "logline" because I've written nothing <laughs> else, just this movie with Kirsten. Okay, perfect. After perfect. being wrongly accused of vandalizing her high school, sixteen-year-old Paige Evans accepts her sentence. Join an extracurricular so the principal can keep an eye on her while searching for the real culprit. Paige joins the team in. See, this was, we didn't even have track in it yet. This was a real, we were just going for it. Paige joins the track team in the hopes of getting noticed by her longtime crush, Gabriella Campos. But when Gabriella's fraternal twin sister, AJ, agrees to help train Paige, Paige realizes teen love might be even more complicated than she thought. However, that's a mouthful. <laughs> that's However. a mouthful. <laughs> but that but is, to be fair, that's, that's the story. <laughs> that is, the that story. is accurate. That is accurate. So let's talk about what actually happens in this movie. Lee, are you going to try to like run us through a quick synopsis and then I'm going to do I'm going to do my best. More. Wish me luck. I make no promises. <laughs> I apologize for I'm nothing. I'm setting that's my about timer right now. Okay, here's what I'm going to say for anyone who like hasn't had a chance to watch the movie yet. A stop whatever you're doing. Pause this. Just go watch it. It's going to be better than the job I'm going to do. But <laughs> let's start at the top. We meet Paige, right? Paige is an artist. She's got a cool mom who gives her dental dams. She's got a best friend of questionable <laughs> <And> sexuality. Vibrators. <laughs> vibrators. <laughs> best friend of questionable sexuality who like ostensibly is straight, but like I don't buy it for a minute. Um, yeah. <laughs> she has a crush, like a big old gay crush on... Gabriella Campos. God, I'm trying so hard to keep my comments to myself. This is so difficult. I have so many already. Okay. She has a big old crush on Gabriella Campos. And also someone's vandalizing their school and they decide it must be Paige. And instead, she's like, I'll join the track team because I don't know why you need track people. And also my crush (laughs) is on the track team. Hooray. Everything's going to work out. So then she goes out for the track team. She is predictably terrible at it and gets set up to be trained by her crush's twin sister, AJ. Classic who, twist. Classic. Twi- yeah, just the uh, the twist we, you know, have had in so many movies. Um, yeah, but they usually do it with the straight people, right? Where it's yeah, like, oh, I know. You're, you're a gay crushes, sister, but like uh, I love the brother. Sister. And you're like, no, you don't. <laughs> just. Just sorry, as we've sorry. seen a million times before. Okay, <laughs> gets set up with AJ to train and then also enlists AJ's help to hunt down who the real king pun who's vandalizing the school is. And then lots of other stuff happens, but obviously they have, you know, like their little budding romance or each other. And what else happens? I'm trying to think of like, what are the highlights? Right, well, I think they ride a skateboard together. It's cute as yeah, shit. Yeah, that is a highlight. Um, then uh, that's also a highlight. she kisses Paige kisses she, Gabriella Paige kisses Gabriella at a stakeout it is awkward and bad in every way imaginable <laughs> um, yeah. she that- keeps her eyes fully open we just have to <laughs> yeah, her eyes are so fully bad. open it's like, so really bad. bad it's so bad it's like it, it like cringe you're cringing watching it it's terrible yeah. 
Um, so that's bad. And then she's like, what's happening? Maybe I have a thing for AJ. I don't know. And then they go to like an away meet because of course you do. And everyone's playing like seven minutes in heaven in the bathroom with their bisexual lighting, just like we all did in high school. <laughs> and she and AJ are in the bathroom together and she's in a bathtub and she's like, wouldn't it, wouldn't be, it be so, so crazy, if, crazy if we kissed right now? <laughs> and like, then of course they do kiss and then they're like lying awkwardly in bed together being like, that was totally normal. And we know how to handle this and our feelings that's bad Gabriella tries to kiss her again in the hallway that's even worse then they go to the track meet and she's like nobody tell AJ but then of course Gabriella tells AJ and hearing it said hearing it said like this I'm like this is a gay mess it's a gay mess it's a gay gay mess for the ages this sounds like my gay point (laughs) yeah right like I feel like it's the point of it right like so this is why it's so accurate like this is why I think people resonate with it like it is messy AJ does find out, gets real upset, is like shutting it down. I'm not being anyone's second choice. And then Paige draws her a big mural and then they kiss in front of the school and it's cute as shit. Is I was I I covered most of the that big was things, honestly right? the best fast synopsis you've ever done. I was I, that was great. That. Thanks, you Ellie. Did, you did really <laughs> job, and it was really funny watching Ellie watch you. It was like hands, o- yeah. hands over mouth, just like in oh, earnest. Like, she, can she can do it. She's just so impressed <laughs> yes. that I did it. You know, listen. Okay, like now I'm the like, thoughts are just going like, to come like, spilling out of me. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I'm like AJ at the track tryouts in your page. Where I'm like, please, you can do this. <laughs> but you can't. But, can. <laughs> but you did. But you did. Yeah, you did. yeah, there's a lot a lot of other stuff in between, but that's why we're here to discuss the other stuff in between. Okay. But that was good. That was good. Where do you want to start, Ellie? Because I know All right, so we have so much. I feel like so much. Okay, so about. I actually really want to start before the movie was even made because we have Kirsten and Casey here and I would love to hear more about like how you got this movie made right like how did you come up with the idea to write it let's start there yeah so Casey and I used to be in a queer writing group together and um we you know we always sharing writing all the time we kind of got a sense that we have like similar senses of humor and we like some of like a lot of the same things a lot of the same types of movies 10 things I hate about you like clueless all those classics classic um you know early 2000s rom-coms and to all the boys I'd loved before just came out and we both watched it and just couldn't stop you know saying how cute it was and wanting to re-watch it and like squealing and just being so happy and it got you know, the conversation then, you know, evolved to why don't queer people have this? Like, why is everything centered around coming out? Why can't we just have like some cute shit in high school that would have helped us come out earlier? Um, so we drank some martinis. <laughs> and we Step started, one, if we you're like taking big, notes, martinis. Yeah. <laughs> if you want we to got write a big whiteboard. Yeah. <laughs> and we just started outlining it. And then as Casey says, the next day we looked at the whiteboard and we're like, this doesn't make a ton of sense, but there's something here. Like the feeling is there. Um, and we really started, you know, writing from that day. And it was about four years ago at this point, Casey. So, okay. So you wrote, started writing four years ago, which is crazy. Yeah. And as we've been told, because this is our first movie, we've been told that that's actually extremely quick. So Fast. we're like four yeah. years. Wow. That sound, that's forever. <laughs> And it does feel That's like forever. college. Yeah. Yeah. Our baby went, yeah. yeah when our, our baby, our baby went our to baby college, went to college. <laughs> skipped every other age group and just went to college. Yeah. yeah. 
So four years ago, you wrote the first draft and then it like just kept making steps from there. Yeah, we sent it to um, our agent and manager. And then from there, they sent it to um, Animal Pictures, which is Natasha Leone and Maya Rudolph's company, um, as well as Depth of Field, who produced The Farewell. And they both wanted to do it, which was so exciting and surreal. And Casey and I were just pouring sweat in her car before yeah, we've meeting got to Natasha Leone. Yeah, before we were meeting Yeah, Natasha. I'm like, <laughs> we need to talk about that. Just just what what was the meeting with Natasha Leone like? like exactly what, what you like? think it would be like. I feel like you don't even want to say more. Like, assume what's in your head and it's correct. <laughs> and that's I right. mean, but so amazing. She's so amazing. So mm-hmm. smart. Casey and I did do a very funny mm-hmm. thing during this meeting, which – um. So there was one couch that was like left for us to sit on. It was a very big couch, but we didn't know who else was joining from the mm-hmm. meeting. So Casey and I sat like this close to each other. <laughs> and then for me to make more room, I put my arm around her mm-hmm. and we looked like a couple. We looked like a couple. We did. Yeah. They, they and, did. There was, there was then, a no, point where I think it was like Natasha or one of our producers, Danielle, was like, so how how long have, have you? you and we're just like, no. <laughs> Just, I was like, what are you talking about? <laughs> this, this is, is how just my arm fully draped around Casey. Um, oh my God. But no one came and sat on the other side of the couch. So we just proceeded to pitch the movie and kind of share our vision. <laughs> Did um, you ever slide farther apart on the couch or just like fully <laughs> no, in the lap? Yeah, in the lap pitching the movie. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And also, I fully, like, I feel like I blacked out during that meeting. <laughs> and we had like, so, so many more meetings after that just with our whole team. And we probably sat the exact same way. We were like, yeah. if, if this is what it does to sell this for movie, good luck, yeah, we're together. Luck. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if you want us to be, we'll be we'll whatever. Be. You're like, like we're we'll sending out married. Christmas cards we'll together. Yeah. Like, we're I don't know what. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, we took all of our photos on the red carpet uh-huh. together. Nice, uh-huh. we, nice. Uh-huh. You know, we can play into this narrative. So they signed on from there, and then Depth of Field signed on. They had some rounds of notes, um, and then from there, we took it out to sell it. Casey, I don't know how much we can say about It was originally at Netflix. We found the perfect home with Hulu. Um, and, yeah. But yeah, we so then we teamed up with, once we were at, we teamed up with American High. And I don't know if you guys know about American High, but um, it no. is this production company. They bought a high school in Syracuse. And they've now made 12 films, like all high school films at this school. And just like oh, wow. the whole production company, everyone who works for them, it was just like, oh, it, it was a dream come true. They're telling amazing stories right now. Yeah. That's and it's awesome. really yeah. cool because they're like two like dudes and they just like want to make more inclusive stories and they're giving the actual like keys to the castle mm-hmm. to do that to people that wouldn't necessarily have the opportunity. So big fans of Jeremy Gerlich and Will Phelps who are the who are our producers on this and all the people at American High because it's like they could make seven American pies but they right. like chose to which you know make a super which queer though film. they did put um a nod to American Pie in our movie the pie that they're eating it does say Mrs. Stifler's bakery on it and also oh I guess in depth of field they depth did, of field produce did American, American pie. pie so it was so, really good no shade to American person. Pie but <laughs> I'm like, no shade. It's just yeah, not yeah, yeah. this movie. No, but like, I don't know if you guys have watched like Plan B, which that like really great casting there. And then they, um, I forget what the movie's called, Kirsten, but they have a movie coming out that like is definitely about like body positivity, neutrality. Empire Waste. Empire Waste. Yeah. And it's just like, hmm. they, yes, they are like making good movies over there. That's Very cool. awesome. 
Yeah. So that is so exciting. We did that. We got Sammy, Sammy Cohen. Absolutely amazing. I think, you know, I mean, this is towards the end of our journey, but when Kirsten and I saw the first cut of the movie, like everyone prepares you like it's the first, it's the director's cut. There's going to be 12 more edits after that. And we were like, no, Sammy did like a perfect job. Truly, there were minimal notes and it just like she had a really great vision that went with it. And it was great being on set with them, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like the casting process was cool. We weren't like Casey and I obviously weren't involved in like the actual casting, but we kind of we got information as it came in and we got to watch like Ali's and um, Rowan's chemistry Which read and also hear. Yeah, it was oh, like, right. they were reading yeah. the bathtub scene and just so, so cute. And my mom um, cried. My mom watched the chemistry <laughs> read and she bawled. <laughs> Yeah. And also, like, Ali'i wanted to be AJ, which was really interesting because Sammy, in that first meeting, thought she might be going out for Paige because it's the lead role and she's, you know, was in Moana, is, was Moana. But she really resonated with AJ and dyed her hair blue and got a septum piercing and learned oh how to gosh. skateboard and, like, learned into, like, leaned into being a little bi icon and Amazing. that was really yeah. cute and exciting she killed it yeah, yeah i mean she is very very good in the role oh she really she's is so i'm like charming. watching her so and i was just good. like it's in her eyes too i'm like oh yeah you are like the exact type like no okay she doesn't own a leather jacket but she does look like she could but like she would. and that's like yeah, yeah. the essence <laughs> <laughs> And we did a call with like the with crush fans and she was wearing a leather jacket for it. And I was oh, just like, you're stop. really like coming full circle. Here. Like, <laughs> very well, cute. OK, can we can I bounce off of that? Because a I love that. Um, love that journey for Ali. Uh, <laughs> but also because um, the the comments that I was most trying to keep to myself while doing my synopsis right <laughs> off the bat. Is that I feel like one of the things I love about this movie is the second that you hear the names Gabriella Campos <laughs> and AJ Campos, I'm like, why do those tell you everything you need to know <laughs> about those two about people? their personalities? Right? Yeah. Like, I just, and it's funny because, like, the Campos works so differently in each of them, right? And, like, and they're so. I think one of the things I love about it is, I mean, yes, we're going to talk about like a movie that has this many queer characters and uh, and the types of queer rep that like that you get to include when you do that, when you do have so many characters like that. But there's just something that I love about like this idea of like two sisters who are both queer and like so very different from each other in like such specific ways that I feel like for queer people we're just like oh yeah that that gay sure you're a Gabriella Campos gay I see like of course of course you are should we talk about that let's talk about like that one scene in the hallway oh, where we're like introduced yes. to all the queer all the queer characters yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. you go I died. for it because that's because that's your scene tell us walk us through that scene Oh, man, that was so fun. Casey and I were on set for that day. And um, Addie, who plays Chantel, who's the Wiccan lesbian, (laughs) so funny. And we also did a little bit of a rewrite for Chantel because we were like, we want we don't want to get, you know, cursed by like like making fun of this witch. conversation (laughs) Kirsten and I had. We were like, we're going to be respectful to witches because we genuinely want to be. (laughs) And we're scared. (laughs) Everyone should be. You're like, I'm scared. You're like, everyone, everyone knows a queer witch. Like, let's be real. Literally. Everyone has one in their friend group. She did hair. 
Felicia on scented yeah. hair. Yeah. She taught Wicked. She taught um, Addie a <laughs> lot won. about being a witch. Yeah. We heard about her spells, and I don't want to be on her yeah. wrong side. <laughs> no, I don't. I don't either. And I've been to. I've been to you know, little lesbian seances out here in LA. Like I don't need to, I don't need to piss anyone off Mm -hmm. there. So Addie was so funny. And like, obviously like her character gets that really fun wrap up arc Mm -hmm. where we like find out that her spell put AJ and Paige together. And she just had so much fun with that. Addie is such a great comedian. And then I'm like, who else as we're walking? Yeah. Well, then we got Aaron Billings next, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. The horse gay. The horse gay. There was one point, I mean, you know, they did, all the actors, they did, like, a bunch of different takes and stuff. And um, I think Catherine, who plays her at one point, like, did, like, a Winnie or a Nay. And it was mm-hmm. um, just, like, I think that's yeah. the hardest part. That's the hardest part of being on set is that you can't laugh at all these funny people. Yeah, like, you're like, I can't difficult. have this laughy in the take. Exactly. Um, you must be silent wait, and you... it's so tough. Because, I'm sorry, the first, the, I think, like, one of the, oh, no, it was the second day we did it. We literally, it's, I'm sorry, I'm like laughing so much because it's out of control. But it is when, it's when Dylan and Stacy are first in the hallway and literally the first take, she chokes him. That's the first yeah. take. And Kirsten and <laughs> that's I. That's not in the script. I remember, that's not in the script. Oh Kirsten God. and I grabbed each other's thighs. You know, like when you have to like grip into <laughs> someone to like stop from laughing. Because we were like, we were like, this is amazing. It's unhinged. Amazing. <laughs> we scripted one kiss into the into everything for them. And it happens at the end. Like they have a sexual tension and a banter. But like all that making out, mounting, like that was wow. that's, that's insane. <laughs> It That's, was a what lot. a commitment to that decision, yes. right? <laughs> yeah. And I do think like Tila's felt very Tila felt very safe with Tyler because he's a gay mm-hmm. man. So it was like, you know, you could kind of have fun with it and you're not like you're not like crossing any uh real boundaries there. Or, I mean, you could be, but like they felt comfortable with each other yeah. and had a great relationship, so they could play together in that way in the scenes, but man the first like coming in hot with choking him and then in the bedroom <laughs> scene where Paige walks in on them watching AOC that wrecked me <laughs> <laughs> like they were but they were pitching they were like um so should I like Taylor was like should I be pegging him in this scene like should I be pegging him? <laughs> and we were like uh honestly oh. we were all robbed I think is what we just learned <laughs> I think it is so funny. But I feel I, like that's headcanon now. Yes, it's like, okay, yeah. now we all know what was happening in that scene. Oh, 100%. Yeah. We know who's the bottom in that relationship. Um, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I think it was, like, so funny, like, seeing, like, some comments that were, like, were, like, why did we only get two kisses with, like, with the stars of this movie? And meanwhile, in the background. And so much. Tila, Tila and, um, and Tyler are just, like, fucking going for it. Yeah. <laughs> We're like, yes, straight representation. (laughs) We didn't write it, but it happened. That's incredible. (laughs) Um, And then, yeah, so the hallway scene, the next one is Aaron Billings, our horse horse gay. We originally had a Disney gay in there that got cut, which was fun. For like copyright reasons or what? No, it's literally a time Casting. Yeah. Yeah. But can can I tell you what I love about Aaron? Because this is probably like a very niche thing but like so i went to matt holyoke are you a horse guy yeah did you go to a <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. this is I, I wanted everyone to know finally about me no i went to matt holyoke college which like if anyone doesn't know they have like a, a big equestrian center and equestrian mm-hmm. team 
and also a ton of gays. And it's also and one of these gayest it's colleges like, in It's world. like a very gay school. And so, like, I did actually go to college with, like, a number of horse gays. Um, and it's just not representation you see a lot. So, like, I'm just, I'm happy for them <laughs> and for all of us. Do you think, like, the horse gays have been waiting this whole time? I really think, moment? yeah. I think that, that, you know, this is a big deal. That's no, all I'm saying. I'll, the I'll next, tell you. The next movie that Hulu pitches is going to be, like, a love story between yes. two horse gays. Yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna tell you the community that we truly represented accurately. Man, so Curtin and I were just sending each other like TikToks of like montage and stuff like that. And someone had posted the one of um, of when Chantal like says what she's like drawing about, and she says like the brothers from um, Supernatural '69. Yeah, and yes, and it was so funny. Because someone sent you those pictures. That was a divisive. It joke was. For it people. was. It that was really was divisive, divisive. But I was like, joke. no, we need it in there. And thank God, Sammy was like, yes. But it was just like. The, it, what was so good in the comment section was like I'm sorry we needed it when you say divisive I'm assuming you mean like at the like production level not like from the community level no it, or, it, or all of I, the above. I, no I just all, I feel seriously? like supernatural fans yes. are intense that's what all the comments were but what was happening yeah. was in the comments was one person was like I can't believe they wrote this or something like this and then someone else was like yeah but it's kind of true <laughs> And I'm like, Some, yes, someone else is literally sex. just dropping like photo after photo of it. Yes. <laughs> oh, oh, that, that was a divisive yes. joke, though, where a lot of wow. people were uh, like, had wow. feelings about it. But um, yes, after Aaron Billings is Aya, played by Jess Tom. Um, truly Super hilarious. We love. Yeah. yeah, we actually had Jess on an episode. Oh, yes. before. Oh, we did awesome. a live show with They're Jess. So funny. And as soon They're as they so spoke, funny. I was like, oh, Jess Tom is in this? I didn't know that. <laughs> <laughs> It was they just so instantly so recognizable. I was like, amazing. amazing. I, I like seeing them and they in their were costume so immediately, wardrobe, and we were like, oh, yes, non-binary uh, Harry Styles was the vibe yeah. that Alfred yeah. was giving. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> and I think they got to keep those really pants that looked good, so amazing on them because they had a yeah, whole Harry Styles vibe going on. Also, it's very funny because Jess would like talk to us between takes and was like, so I think... Aya is obviously polyamorous. <laughs> and we were like, yeah, 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 yeah sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah, like, and kind of built out their whole narrative um, for Aya. So a lot of lot of behind-the-scenes character work being done there. Definitely. Incredible. I, mean, I feel you like think that was, like, why Aya and Gabriella broke up. It was because Polly, mean, no, she, yeah. Gabriella, I believe. Aya's definitely a flirt. But. Yeah. 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 Um, Aya's a flirt. But I think out sure. of everything, like, yeah, there could be, like, 1,000 spinoffs from this movie, but it's that hallway scene. I want to see that school, you know, like everyone. Yes. Because you know yes. there's more queers. I want to show. That was just one That's hallway. That's what I want. <laughs> well, and there's there's the gateway gay, too. I mm. forget their name. <laughs> yes. Oh, yeah. Um, That was Amy. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Amy is the gateway gay, uh, which I think most of us also know a gay gay. Oh, probably God, yes. Walked through ben that one. gate, maybe. <laughs> so, so, um, <laughs> definitely had to get that representation. In there. I, just, I just don't think that, like, I don't know if we ever imagined our first movie would include, like, a close-up of short nails. <laughs> Fingernails. <laughs> Fingers. Yes. And we originally imagined like like Amy a little bit more femme with long acrylics and short fingers. And then we, you know, met the actor who was playing it. Like at first they were like, should we put long acrylics? We're, and like, really, no. we're like, no, this is a sporty no. gay person. Yeah. <laughs> like, we're yeah. Not. But still the close up with the little like ding and ding. then the. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I mean, 
one of the things that like I feel like this is just like we can talk about in general is just like how actively gay this film is. Oh god. Right? Yeah. Like like <laughs> like you're not they're the opposite. Like I feel like there's there have been gay films in the past that are like, we're gay, but like we're palatable to straight people and like we're gonna like be sort of like iffy about our gayness. And this is just like from the second you see it, it's like literally pages like so I came out to my mom. I came out to my best friend. Like, here's all the queer people in my school. Here's all the gay people I love. Here's all the gay jokes I'm going to make. Like, there are so many, like, specifically gay things. What are your favorite specifically gay things about the film? You know what I mean? <laughs> it's also just, like, it's not even just I came out to my mom. I came out to my friend. It's, like, my happiest memories are coming out yeah. to my mom and coming out to my best friend. Which is friend. also so nice because we get so many tragic coming out yes. things. Mm-hmm. So it's, like, just to have that be, like, the bookend of it of, like, hey, it actually was, like, a really amazing moment for me. Yeah. Like, the height of my life rather than, like, this was the worst experience ever. Yeah, it's It's also positive, and it it fits right in with my current theory of, like, name a straight person under age 18. They don't (laughs) exist anymore. It is rumors and hearsay. No one in high school (laughs) is straight anymore. Like, it just... It's like, that's accurate. That's realistic for them to be like, oh, my God, there are literally so many gay people you could hook up with other than, like, this person you've had a crush on for forever. Like, there's that gay and that gay and that gay and that gay and this gay and that gay and that gay over there. (laughs) And, like, that gay's on a horse. What is this? Like, I don't know. (laughs) But then isn't it fucking hilarious when then all of a sudden we turn, we turn, and they bring up AJ and Paige is like... she even gay and everyone online is like the beanie the beanie page (laughs) she is in the gayest outfit possible on that first day and Casey and I were behind the scenes laughing at that line that was playing because we were just like yeah 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 we're like Paige is coming off as a real dum-dum right now (laughs) (laughs) but it's also but it's so here's the thing is again like love this journey for Ellie and uh and this role and like committing because the thing is is like you see so many people like who just can't it's not convincing on screen you know where I'm like listen like you could dress someone in that outfit and have it not be that gay (laughs) honestly (laughs) like it's not just the beanie it's the beanie and everything going on right there And I think that's, like, the the argument for casting queer people in queer roles because, like, when you actually have that life experience and you have that, you know, genuine attraction to someone, there's inherent chemistry. And they had great chemistry. They had such good chemistry. And I think that that comes from, like, their lived experiences and us casting queer people in those roles, which was, you know, that was one of the things that Casey and I up front to producers were, like, we want queer people in the queer roles and they were like well it might and we were like no we want no. queer people in the queer roles like we can do that that is possible yeah. we are casting they teams. exist everybody is gay yes. like, they're out there yeah. Yeah. yeah but it is it, it's that and then it's like uh, it's like sammy being queer like our director who's at the helm of this because i think i'm not positive that kirsten and i wrote that page on that first day is wearing a carabiner and but i think that was like but i think like well, we yeah. did we did oh. we added in i checked the oh, script oh we did add that okay <laughs> we did well good that. for us then i thought it was sammy yeah. and i was just like but it is because someone had commented like you know whoever wrote or directed this is actually queer and I'm like you're correct 
Like, it's those yeah. little things that are just like, you know, and like Sammy, whatever, she had to approve along the way. I'm sure there was much things, a, a lot of things that were like, no, let's do this instead of that. I mean, come on. Every, I love how many striped shirts are in this movie. Yes. <laughs> so many. Yes. I have stripes on my shirt right yes. now. Like, I'm a striped guy. I, I would usually also, even have more stripes than this. <laughs> the production designer was, um, is a queer woman too, mm. Tracy Dishman. And in the background of, Paige's room, there are so many little details mm-hmm. on top of the shelf of shelf of sex toys. <laughs> like there's so many little details in the background that also like, you know, yeah. make her feel like an actual queer person. So I think that just the number of queer people that were actually involved in this film is what makes it feel authentic on top of, you know, the chemistry and the leads mm-hmm. actually being what queer. are some of those details? I'm like, I'm, oh man, I, I, I mean know, there's did, like did you notice them, Lee? I didn't, but I literally want to like get the scene up now and find them. Because, Screenshot it, yeah. Uh, seriously, because the thing is, is it's like we. So Ellie and I just did an episode recently on. Well, the episode was on like why queer people love like to conspiracy theory about like who's gay. But <laughs> one of the things that we were talking about in terms of like why we do love that is because queer community has like such a shared language and like experience like just these tiny little nuances and experiences and things that like you pick up on that like when you watch a movie like this that like that is why when you watch this movie as a queer person you're like oh it's for us yep. y'all it's it's this one's it's that's <laughs> happening like it's all there right because it just feels right like it's done correctly and you're like yeah that's the stuff i'm yeah. looking for like that's what and it is honest- the the close-up on the nails with a ding the yeah. like a beaner on your first day of school like yeah that's the that's but what that's we need the only straight like- thing about me jokes like come on <laughs> but right. I, I think it's oh like honestly that means a lot that you're saying that like to me and kirsten because i think that also is really big on our shoulders we're only two queer people we do not speak for this whole giant community so the fact that you like felt like it resonated with you I think is just like super important because that was always on top of mind of like how do we do the queer community justice you know totally and Casey says you know you can tell them you're fast and furious bit because I know you that, tell it because like, you happens. you love it so much <laughs> I love it so much she said it once and I feel like it's so true because as queer people we we do have to answer to the queer community we have to answer to straight people trying to understand like where this film fits into the canon of representation there's all these like and you know we're happy to do that but also it is it does feel like a lot a lot of responsibility and so Casey during an interview was like you know the people who made the Fast and Furious movies don't have to answer to the car community like they can just like live their lives and like, do they you know, I mean maybe maybe don't they know do no bit. but no I stand by it you know they're just like everyone and no one no you're no not one's wrong you're not digs wrong at them yeah yep. We are a very critical community. It's, it's <laughs> yeah. tough. It is yeah. tough. Yeah. And then beyond that, making something specifically for queer women when things that are made for teen girls are constantly mm-hmm. just like put under a microscope and made fun of. and Or not taken apart, seriously. Like, you know, like, yeah. oh, it's a rom-com. Oh, it's a chick flick. And it's like, oh, yeah. are our stories not important? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, like, this is a rom-com, and it is centering joy, and it is following, like, that classic rom-com trope, just as action movies follow the classic action tropes and arcs, but it's just viewed differently, especially by straight critics. And that was, I think, something in the beginning that Casey and I 
had a really hard time with. And then we looked at the Rotten Tomatoes for 10 Things I Hate About You, and it's like 70%. Yeah, okay, wait, you're like, they're like rated low too. But it was, it was so upsetting because it was just like someone would say, like, oh, it's predictable. And I'm like, every straight rom com you've ever seen, by just looking at the posters, you know who ends up to be predictable. It's predictable. Um, Not to, not to drag anyone specific through the mud, but like, is this about the variety article? Because like, I've got beef with them and let's get into it. I want to that because no, mine is against Listen, listen. Casey has a very specific beef that. Okay, well, my beef, because I have beef with them right now, anyways, because of their fucking first kill article. And I'm just like, who at variety hates gays? Like, literally, what is this? Cut it out. I'm over. I was just about to say, I was like, I feel like the only other recent thing I've seen that's like, Almost as queer as Crush's first kill. <laughs> yes, and they've panned and it both is, of them, and I'm like, literally, it's like perfectly what is dumb. This? Like that's the point yes, of it. Like yes, it's, it's exactly literally what it's supposed it's to fucking be. Fucking Gossip Girl, yeah. yeah. Lesbians. It's fucking Twilight. Like, come on, it's not. You're not. You don't have to be so serious about it. You don't. Kirsten no. was like, wait, why did the straights get Riverdale? You know, it was just like, yes. come on, <laughs> yes. Like literally, like yes. Riverdale's. Makes no fucking sense. Like, there's a cheerleading scene in Riverdale outside a jail, okay? There's a cheerleading scene outside a jail in Riverdale, and that show has how many seasons? So many. So many seasons. And I think First Kill did exactly what it set Mm -hmm. out to do. And, like, I think that we feel our film did what we set out to do. Because it does. Because it <laughs> does. And it's just the thing is, is like, listen, I variety. I assume everyone there is listening to this right now. <laughs> I am talking directly to you, variety, the entity, variety, the company. I'm speaking to you. No, I just it's so frustrating when you watch people. I, I guess I don't know how to like put it into words where I'm like, just let us fucking have things. Mm, just yeah. let us have it. Let us have the dumb teenage rom-com that we yeah. never get to have. Yeah. And especially because when you do get to have it, like so many times up until now, it's like you get it and you're like, eh, it was written by straight people mm. and like mostly marketed to a straight audience. And like, so sure, I can live with the like, it, I have feelings for a girl. What will my parents think? My friends, right. will they still like me? Right. Like, okay, fine. Like, yes, we can do that. If it means we're going to get like the, that's the best that we can do. Sure. We've done it. We all know it. I'm not going to like complain about any representation at this point because none of us will. But like, Jesus Christ, just let us have it. And it's like, and they were calling out so many things that are so formulaic. And I'm like, would you? Yeah. Like, are you going to write this review for 10 things I hate about you? Are you going to write this review for she's all that? Like, no, dude, just let us have our stupid fun. (laughs) Yeah, but they did. But they did write those like those movies got reviewed terribly as well. Like rom-coms specifically always get reviewed terribly, terribly. So queer rom-com, we were like, we, I don't think we were quite ready for it, but it, and I don't think reviewers understand how dangerous it is to Uh, like, not let us have like joyful stories. It's so annoying. Like there's so much, so much anti LGBTQ legislation happening every day. So like, let us have a, fucking sliver of it is and i think like one of one of my issues was like at some point it's like not about the content of of the critique or the reviews it was the fact that a lot of straight people were the ones doing these reviews and i was just like yes this movie should be for everyone but no it's for queer women it's not like yeah and so that i think like that's like upsetting because it's just like you don't get it (laughs) 
is that like so pretentious to say like you don't get it but it's like yeah. it's true <laughs> but like obviously they don't yeah. like clearly they don't like that's not who you're writing it for so right. like also who cares if they don't like it because mm-hmm. you didn't want them to like it i mean and like the, the yeah and the reverse of that is like the number of fan edits we got the number of like people in our dm saying it helped them come out yeah. the number of people streaming it illegally from various countries and loving it mm-hmm. <laughs> like, right. okay, like listen there's a time. there's a time and a place and an audience for ammonite there's a time and a place yes. and an audience for these movies. Like, Jesus. Totally. Yeah. Sometimes. Oh, God. Somebody somebody ripped me apart for, like, shitting on him. And I, uh-uh. I got it. Well, we got, and like, people gave super angry email about it. I was like, come on. What's the one where, they, the like, one where on. she gets murdered at the end? What's the other one that, like, someone gave us a hard time oh, about God. that? Oh, God. Yes. The one where she, I, I could not stand it. I, uh, oh, my God. I know, that, I know that that's not enough to to really narrow <laughs> it like, down. Which one? They all get killed. Which one? The one it was new. It was recent. About the They're world. like in the in the, something about the Midwest, world, right? U.S. Something like Ellie, like frontier frontier it has west. Something to do about the world. <laughs> That's how you describe the plot of a movie. <laughs> no, I think the title has the world. Oh, okay, okay. Oh. I was like, that's not helpful to the scenario. Yes. <laughs> Literally that narrows the most it down. Big thing ever. <laughs> space or on Earth. Can't remember. No, but I know exactly what you're talking about. Lee. But you know, yeah. but like someone so gave us someone such a hard was... time where they were like, I can't believe you're not doing a review of like this movie. Like, I loved it so much. And I was like, I literally haven't even watched it yet because the only thing I know about it going in is that she gets shot at the end. Oh, and God. I just Ugh. am not in that place right now. Like, I just, <laughs> I will watch it eventually. Sure. But like, I'm not I ready. imagine. And you like sitting on the couch with your partner and just be like, you know what, honey? I'm just not in the mood to watch a gay get killed tonight. <laughs> yeah. Like, no, Maybe tomorrow. Like, actually, Maybe tomorrow. Maybe tomorrow. Like, <laughs> yeah. That's like my our four-year-old loves to do that anytime you like try to get her to do something and she doesn't want to. She's like, Maybe tomorrow. Like, <laughs> and you're like, okay, so never. Yeah. You're like, do you want to uh, eat like a vegetable tonight? And she's like, maybe tomorrow. So like that's how I feel. <laughs> yep. That's not right. Um, I don't know if both of you know the statistic. So Lee and I also wrote a rom-com, a <gasps> rom-com musical, <gasps> and it's a podcast. I watch it. You should listen to listen. it so you can listen okay, to it. Okay, it's a podcast. Okay, It's a podcast musical because that's what we do. Um, but eventually, we hope we can get it to on, on stage. But as we were writing it, we have like very similar views to both of you of like, we don't have enough stories about queer joy, so let's freaking write something that's happy. And there was a statistic from Les Watch TV. They do like this whole database of like every character, every LGBTQ character on TV. And they literally on their website, the percentage of happy endings with those shows is 5%. Oh, my God. That's so dark. Yeah. Yeah. So that's like the point is like it really is like so important to have this story. Like so unbelievably important because what now it's six percent like that's still fun <laughs> right? like, it really is it really is oh, God. so yeah we feel uh, we feel very strongly about this as well so oh no but that, that's al- also lot. how i felt about when there was reviews about like happiest season where i was just like no one's allowed to say anything until we have over 500 queer 
holiday movies. Rob, yeah. I mean, to be fair, we yeah. have panned Happiest Season endlessly on this podcast. That but that's is, not the point. Yeah, so that, that, but... I completely <laughs> understand. I completely understand. We're allowed to within the queer community. <laughs> yes. But, yes, well, yes, yeah. Yes. But also, here's the thing. What does it tell you that it's like, we will not do a, mo- a, a review yet of whatever mo- end of the end of the world. I feel like you're right. It's something what about that. The movie where she gets shot. It's something about that, right? Like we haven't done an episode on that yet. We did do an episode on Happiest Season just to drag it, but like we're still gonna talk about it. (laughs) The what? The one in the world one that you really liked was that queer? I would remember. I don't think. What woman in the world? <laughs> I don't now. I'm, now I'm, now I'm thinking about movies that have "world" in the title. <laughs> oh, the no, the um, oh no, they're they're not talking about uh, the worst person in the world. Okay, no. not that one. No, 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 no I'm out no. of ideas. That's then. straight. Oh, okay. No. That's not no. Gay, unfortunately. I, it, yeah, I can't even. I can't. We'll never. I'll never find it. But I think it is cool to see that. I think we are seeing a turning point. I'm like, let's stop talking about the depressing shit. But like, I do feel like we are seeing a turning point in Queer Rep, which is exciting to see that like you wrote this rom-com and like you had two production companies who are interested in it. Or like, I do think that people are seeing that it's important to make these. Yeah. I mean, I definitely, I do think there, we are getting to a stage, uh, but I also feel like, you know, Casey and I really, really wanted this to just fucking kill. Not because we were like, not because we get any residuals from streaming or anything like that. We wanted, because you don't, uh, we just wanted it to do so well because we were like, we need more rom-coms like this. Like we need a rom-com centering a trans lead. Like we need rom-coms with more people of color. Like we just need more of all of it. And we felt so much pressure to like do well so then more people would potentially get the green light and be the thing that they could point to in the room and be like this did really well and you know it did it did good it's just like it's it's I want it to happen no it is tomorrow because because there's like another element to that too of what we're saying like yes it is important we know it's important but that's not the only thing that matters to Hollywood it's money so when we're saying like we want it to do well we want it to do monetarily well because that is what's going to signal to other production companies and other studios and streamers that that's how they're going to make something but it sucks because it shouldn't be on our shoulders it should be on everyone's shoulders to do that you know yeah. And it's like so exciting to see Heartstopper thriving, but it's also centering men. And like, we, we really want more of that for like, you know, teen girls and, and you know, women centered stories. So it's a, uh, it's, it feels, it does feel like there's a shift, but it also feels like I've been in so many meetings where people are like, I'll be pitching them an idea I have for a queer story, whatever. And they'll be like, oh, oh, my God, that sounds so similar to something we have on our slate right now. And I'm like, oh, really? What? And they're like, um, it's a story about two men in World War Two and they fall in no. love. And I'm like, that's not what I pitched. No. That's not what I pitched at all. <laughs> so that happens still like that. And it's something that like, yeah, we're constantly 
it's an uphill battle still, even though like we are seeing a shift in what's out there. It's an uphill battle because you think about how much comes out every month and how much of it is predominantly straight or has like a queer character that then they put in the thumbnail as bait and then yeah. you watch it because you think it's gay and then you're like, that and was like, two seconds. I do, yeah. I do think that one other thing that is changing, which I think is super cool, is what it's like what you were saying before that like anyone under the age of 18 is like they're probably queer, queer until proven otherwise, <laughs> right? But that also means mm-hmm. that all of these up and coming actors they're gonna have a saying what roles they want to take and they're probably not gonna want just straight roles they're gonna want queer roles i think of everyone in the cast of euphoria because they're all queer (laughs) yeah yeah so it's just like it's just like hopefully it'll be like you know if they start asking their reps like well where's this script and then that gets up to like you know producers and be like this is what we're looking for you know so it is like a very collective community thing of coming from all different angles of our gay agenda to make everything queer (laughs) yes we are here hey there this is justin bartha i made a funny new podcast king of the egg cream it has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like lewis black i'm torn by my feelings for two women Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz and how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts. The gay agenda. (laughs) Let's talk a little bit more about, like, what happens in the movie as well because we could go on a rant about like overarching <laughs> rep no i honestly will talk all night about it but i want to talk specifically about the love triangle mm. because i feel like that's also just something like how often have we gotten a queer love triangle like what all i can think of at on the top of my head is i'm thinking of imagine me and you which yeah. is like a, like we always <laughs> but it's always a guy have right. love triangles yeah. with a guy yeah. a man yeah yeah always and that we were and that even we like the half of it right mm, like the half of it yeah. has the love triangle mm-hmm. with the dude like yeah there's it's not it's not an uncommon trope we don't see a lot of fully queer ones right yeah we were scared also when we were pitching this that they were gonna pitch making gabriella gabe like we were like no. fully we were so I scared that that was gonna happen a hate crime and it didn't ha- yeah no one <laughs> no one suggested it at all so g- great on everyone else that's but it was good. just like yeah <laughs> that's that's for sure but yeah because it is yeah it, it is always like you know the love triangle is oh never a fully queer love triangle yeah. yeah but okay so this is not coming from a place of of uh, something personal but my sister and I are both queer my sister and I are both in LA like dating people we have not been in a love triangle but I think that's rooted in that would be completely yes. awful wow, you threw that I, out there like real fast yeah, I, I, do, I do not want to be a part of that no my sister and I have a fun thing where if we've like gone on a date with someone we'll like show each other like who we've gone on a date with we're not looking for any overlap nice here. nice yeah, yeah yeah that's smart that's, that's you gotta do it but that's yeah. a very healthy thing to do with your 
<laughs> like, actually, like when I'm Casey matched with someone, Casey matched with someone I made out with, and I was like, "You have to make she out did. with them." That too. is how she plays <laughs> it immediately. <laughs> Complete opposite. Yeah. <laughs> I think she followed it up by like that. Wow, so you're saying like, you have like an an open relationship? That's really cool for you. <laughs> yeah, the two, <laughs> the two of you are very happy. Like, we really have a lot of compersion for each other. I'm like, go. Oh, <laughs> Man, just don't let Natasha Leon see you. You're gonna really confuse everything. <laughs> she's been rooting for you this whole time. Yeah. I think she's gonna get an invite to the wedding. She's like, you guys were endgame for me. I, I don't know yeah. what to tell you. In <laughs> her Natasha Leon. So you have not voice. been in a love triangle with your sister. That is no. confirmed. That that's fact. You can. Right. But it could happen. No, Kirsten, yeah. don't put that into the to the yeah, ether. Will, okay. But I think, like, there's so many interesting – I actually really like what you've been talking about, Kirsten, of, like, we're talking about this as a queer film, but it also is a teen mm. girl film, mm-hmm. right? So, like, I do actually really – like, I have a sister. She is not queer. But I also feel like there's a lot of really interesting dynamics between the sisters. So you have, like, people who can relate to, like, having a sister that they compete with or, like, always feel like they're maybe, like – this underlying tension, but they have that nice moment where it's like, you know, they love each other, which I feel like their whole, their whole sister vibe, I feel like will resonate with a lot of people. And then you have like female friendships and like all kinds of other stuff like that. So I just feel like it's like, it's a very nuanced movie for teen girls. Mm. Yeah. Cute. Yeah. We loved, like, I have a sister that I'm really close with too. And you know, as Casey mentioned, she has a sister and we loved writing the sister dynamic between AJ and Gabrielle. And that scene between AJ and Gabrielle when they're fighting is like one of my favorite scenes. And it was one, one of both of their favorite to perform because it was just, they played off each other so well. And, and they kind of hit that balancing act super well of like, this is someone you unconditionally love, but also someone that you can be mad at in such a specific way that is so unique to, you know, to having a sibling. Um, so that was really, really fun to write because my sister and I have had like, you know, we're, she's like the only person I've had like a screaming fight with because it's like that's the only person you feel like you can have that with and then forgive them, you know, a moment later and be like, do you want to watch La Violin? And it's like, yeah, fine. <laughs> I, love, I love those TikToks where it's like you're in a screaming match with your sister and 10 minutes later, it's like you want to get Starbucks. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> but it is. It is that scene like it's absolutely. Accurate. It's accurate blew me away like seeing it like actually acted out because it was like Chris was saying it was like it looked exactly like any fight that I've had with my sister it was so emotional it was so heartfelt like you just really felt it and it was so wonderful I think that scene like really took us aback too because that is the only scene really without Paige in it so having that was like really special for them well, and there's just, I think there's a lot of things like, you know, Ellie, you were just saying like, it's just, it is still like a teen girl movie that it's like, I feel like what, what makes me happy is like, yes, it makes me happy as a queer person to be like, wow, a fun queer rom-com. Like, wouldn't this have been fun to have when I was in high school? And, uh, and like, what I think makes me happy is that there are so many things that like everybody can relate to right like people can relate to sisters dynamic people can relate to having your mom embarrassing you 
people can relate to like having a best friend even uh, even when i like love that it's normalizing like having a best friend who's a guy like which i feel like still a lot of movies are like you know tend to lean into the like girls are best friends and like dudes are afterthoughts and that's why we can say they all should have been gay but but it's just like there's a lot of stuff that that like anybody could relate to and i think that like what i love is knowing that teenagers today whether they're actually queer or not like could and will watch this movie and like still find it relatable in a lot of ways you know because it's like it is still hard to like I feel like there's an age distinction between like where people are like oh a queer thing like I'm not gonna be able to relate to that at all you know that's like really starting to change where people are just like, oh, yes, a story, you know, like just since we were just talking about First Kill, like I feel like that's a similar thing where it's like the the amount. No, but I mean, seriously, like the amount that First Kill is being streamed is like, listen, I know like there are not enough lesbians on Earth <laughs> to like yeah. do that by themselves, <laughs> right? Like it's not just us, like other people are watching it. And like that's the thing is like you look at something like Crush and like once you when you actually market a movie, Right. And like, let people know it exists and like, they're going to watch it and they're going to enjoy it. And like, there's just for me, like that part of it is so important too to be like, yes, queer people need this movie. But like, also, there just need to be movies like this that like everybody can watch. And it's still just a rom-com, just like we all grew up watching every fucking straight rom-com on earth, like, because it's fine, there's still stuff that you can find to relate to in them, and, like, that's gonna happen, but it's also gonna normalize a lot of these experiences and, like, normalize so many of these, like, topics and things, and, like, just, I don't know. It just makes me happy, that's all. Did I mention how happy it makes me? <laughs> you have not! <laughs> no. Guys, but a great movie, anyway. But I, I think one of my favorite things, like, early on watching was with my straight, younger cousin Danielle who just like you know I watched her watch the movie of course and it was so great at one point where she was just like literally she just goes Paige don't do it like about kissing Gabriella and I'm like yes look at this straight girl totally invested in this queer love because it is it's a teen movie and it's just like your feelings are so raw they're so there you know Yeah. yeah in that realm I was in a movie group during the pandemic and has a lot of straight men in it and I showed them the I showed them the film early on and you know I'm just watching like two these two straight guys like watch it and when AJ and Gabriella both put their hand out to Paige when she falls off the fence like and then she picks Gabriella's hand one of them just goes she was right in front of her she was right in front of her and I was like wow thank you I feel seen I feel supported oh my god and hey and if you were this is what we mean when we say ally and if that wasn't for you then you know a bunch of straight people loved the freaking coach because I know my yes. oh yeah 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 oh yeah. my god yeah the coach and Megan Mullally also just like to have Megan Mullally in a movie in general mm, just like puts it in another level well I think we feel Love so her. honored about it too she's a freaking queer icon in the 90s and now she is mm-hmm. still like she's continuing this yeah. legacy I mean j- just like absolutely amazing and just a good good mm-hmm. person before she came to set she emailed the producers and was like could you please share um, the names and preferred pronouns for everyone that I'm going to be working with because I want to like make sure I'm getting that correctly oh, when I'm working with these people. And I was just it. like, I you're going to make Ellie cry. <laughs> yes, 
it just well, it made... I, I love no. Malali. Like I watch uh, Will and Grace so much. Yes. Like I've seen every episode, and then also her on Parks and Rec. Like literally, and her her on Thirty Rock. Like anytime she's done anything, I just will watch it. So well, I, she's makes me just happy as to know good that, like, in real she's life. She's just as good as I think she is. Mm-hmm. That makes me happy because sometimes you're disappointed. Yeah, they say don't yeah. meet your heroes except for Megan yeah, right? Mullally. That's the quote. Exactly. Yeah. That's the quote. <laughs> That's the quote. We're putting that shit on our Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> that is amazing. Um, I, I know we have, like, have only a little bit more time left. Before we wrap up, I want to talk super quickly about like the unrequited love aspect of mm. it because we haven't d- d- dived, dove, I don't know. Dipping. We haven't gotten into it yet. <laughs> <laughs> and I feel like that in and of itself, just oh. starting with that, is like the gayest fucking thing you could ever do. Oh. Like how many of us have been like, and a completely like just like obsessed with someone for too long and like no reciprocation. Like it's just it's too relatable. I think probably the gayest thing about it about this for me is that I did have an unrequited love in high school and now mm-hmm. she is on my gay kickball team as a 30 year old. Yeah. I support her and her partner. Love them together. <laughs> <laughs> but I love that it's a full circle. I think that's amazing. It. How many Perfect. cliches there? Friends with a uh, former that's unrequited so love. <laughs> yeah, and I feel like unrequited love typically in queer relationships is shown in like the unrequited love because I don't know if she's queer yeah. way and I don't want and, or I have a bunch of like shame and I'm not out. And so like just showing that sometimes it's just really fucking nerve wracking figuring out if people like you or not. Like you at all. Well, yeah. Yeah. Like you at all. Know you exist. Yeah. Like yeah. it. it, it it kind of, we wanted to like add, you know, show some nuance to that trope in a way that was specifically happy queer and not just sad, unrequited queer, shame queer. Um, that was the sentence. <laughs> I know. I was like, we, were, we were all rooting for you, is the important thing. <laughs> uh, shame but queer, you know what unrequited I thought queer, you were going to say? Of, um, Something more articulate. No. I thought another trope was like, it, it's, I hate these two, where we all, you often find like bi women or queer women as villains and stuff. And so when it's that unrequited love, but it's you, they haven't said it's a love, and then they like kill them or stalk them. And yeah. I'm like, yeah. hey. That's not. <laughs> yeah. Because yep. it's just like, yep. you can also just like have a normal crush. <laughs> well, well, and I think too, like there's so many layers to that, right? Because there's the unrequited love where she like, she gets to like sort of figure out that like, oh, it actually wasn't what she thought it was. And then like, she can very easily be like, okay, like tried that and it clearly wasn't for me. And now I can set this boundary with this person. Like there's so many like, rather than like the unrequited love we see in like, I think about, like, a lot of, like, the high school boys in teenage films who are the creepiest unrequited loves, right? Where it's, like, they sort you, like, sort of lean into that with Paige at the beginning where it's, like, she's in slow motion again and it's, like, all right, stop staring, like, calm down. Like, but I feel like you did a good job of being, like, okay, but, like, if someone, if it's, if it's not going to happen, like, then, okay, it's not going to happen and she's actually, like, better suited with someone else and that's the story we get rather than like they've been pining like i've been pining over over you for so long i deserve your love. right right like, and that's, that's but right. not only not... i deserve it but i think something else that that uh that you just brought up ellie that i love is that it's like 
you know, when we talk a lot about what we've gotten so far in queer representation, and it's frequently, it's like, yeah, you have the one queer person and the one, like, maybe they are, maybe they aren't, maybe they haven't realized it yet, maybe they're coming out and they're dealing with their shame and they're telling their parents and they're all of their stuff and they were the only two gay people, so you're gonna end up together. But when you have a movie where you have just, like, a whole slew of gay fish in the sea that you can tell the story, which I do think, like, honestly... Again, it's just so important for like younger queer people to get to see that it's like, hey, actually, maybe the person you've had a crush on forever isn't the right person for you. Like, because there's more than two of you and you don't have to date them. <laughs> like, yes. you don't have to date the only other gay that's there. Maybe there's a better person out there who's also gay and oh. you can date that do, person. Do you know and, what? like, that's not a story we get to see all the time. It isn't. But do you know what story I want now? I also want to know, did you guys have any other experiences in, like, middle school or high school, like, now reflecting on it, where there was a gay guy and a gay girl and they weren't out yet and they dated each other. Oh, bearded you know? up. Oh, yeah. Ellie, like, Ellie that... bearded up so badly. Yeah, I bearded. Yeah, so but, many gay men. So but, many it, gay men. but it is, it's that true. I do love it. It's like, well, we're both queer and it's the only option. Right, yeah. right. Well, like, you I won't really want to go past I don't first know why. base. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, wow, I really like just kissing you. Yeah. Nothing else. Thanks. <laughs> Great. He's so sweet. Uh, we can both yeah. close our eyes yeah. and think about someone else while we yeah, do this. There we yeah. go. <laughs> Bad. Yeah. Bad. No, wait, but it I'm, is, but I'm, it's like we don't you don't wait. get that. You don't get like young teenage queers, high school, like they just that's an important thing for them to start internalizing, mm-hmm. you know? Is like totally. there will you be don't other have to options. date the only queer option. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Also, we don't need to get into coming out stories, but I'm just curious when everyone came out like what stage of life they were in because Mm. lee was out in high school so i'm like this could have been your high school experience lee but like for me i came out in college so like i will never have that high school experience my high school experience was a lot of unrequited yeah like submerged crushes on my female friends and dating gay men. Yep, there you <laughs> go. As one does. Would have been nice to be watching this movie. And, like, I'm, like, literally, like, snuggling with my straight friend on the couch. And we're watching yeah. the movie. And then we're like, wait. Is this us? <laughs> yeah, I came out in college. and But I feel like in high school, I was definitely the person that was, like, wouldn't it be crazy if we like played the spin spin the bottle and like everybody has to everybody has to abide by the rules like whoever <laughs> yep. you get you get wouldn't that be <laughs> yep. so wild? <laughs> yeah. So yep. I feel like I was getting there, but I didn't truly feel comfortable coming out until college. And then in college, I did the thing of let me just find the like one queer person and just go for it mm-hmm. and not think about what I like and who I am as a person mm-hmm. or what my preferences are and just be like that you yeah, yeah. okay yeah I'm available you should have come to Mount Holyoke we would have had all <laughs> the gays for you to choose from you got your horse gaze, your rugby gaze, your theater gaze. Oh, like we had too many options just so many choices <laughs> no meanwhile Can my dumbass straight up did not even like realize or question my sexuality until two weeks after college and the day I realized it I came out to like everyone I knew because it wasn't yeah. like a it wasn't I didn't sit with it it was it was just like I was like oh 
oh and then i was like okay this is who i am but it like it was i always talk about just having like a reel of my life of every gay thing i'd ever done like flash before my <laughs> eyes you know like that's when i realized i had a like unrequited <laughs> love on this girl on my track team in high school and it wasn't just like me wanting to be her best friend <laughs> listen you know? yep, casey some people's coming out journey has a dimmer switch and some people just have the old school model of like the on or off like there's just one Option. I literally, I literally, I was in New York, went over to my best friend's apartment and I said, I said, hey, do you, um, do you have like, you're attracted to girls, right? And she goes, no. And then I'm like, okay, I'm queer. Oh, no. <laughs> Just checking. It is like complicated though, like being bi and queer. Cause like I, I had so many moments where I felt like I was making, like, I was trying making mental lists of being like, okay. Yes, I do like men. Yes, I yes, I like girls. Like I couldn't I didn't have the language to understand like being bi and you know, and now I have a, a male partner and it's still like I'm still it's like I feel less a part of the queer community sometimes than I have before. And so it's like this thing that with bisexuality specifically, I feel like ebbs and flows because when I had a girlfriend, I was like, Yeah, I like feel great at Pride. I feel great in all these, you know, all these spaces. So I think like to your point, Casey, about coming out later and it not occurring to you, like when you do have the attraction towards men, you're like, I can kind of like choose this easy route. But then, of course, you don't feel like a fully realized human being. And I Um, think that's why there is that delay, because like society puts you in these boxes and you're like, oh, well, I'm in this box. And then you find out, oh, boxes shouldn't exist. (laughs) Yeah. Well, and it's also, listen, just to say real quick, while we are highlighting the many strengths of this movie, that, like, I feel like it is also super important to watch a movie where, like, she picks the bisexual mm. girl at the end, yeah. right? Because, yeah. like, listen, we we all know, um, we all know how the community can be sometimes. Casey just had a bad experience, right? Literally right. went Let's on a I went it. on a date two nights ago. I'm a 31 year old, and this hasn't happened in like seven years. Went on a date with like a woman who's 32, 33, and she was so biphobic that I literally Ugh. was like, I literally she went to the bathroom and I was leaving voice messages for people, just like where I was just like, fuck this shit. I like literally had tears in my eyes. I was like, I can't believe this is still happening. Yeah, oh, it's God, it's insane. ridiculous. So let's just another little check mark in the column for like yeah like actually it's okay it's okay you can date a bisexual person oh my and, god and i always say if choice. they're sh- yeah, yeah and if you they're don't have to, to give you, shit about it yeah and if they're shitty to you it's not because they're bi it's because they're shitty yes mm-hmm. just like you or, might have known a shitty person the, in, the inverse of that is like they didn't break up. They might have not broken up with you because they're into guys, too. They might have broken up with you because you're shitty. <laughs> you know? Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. Listen, as yeah. I'm sure all of us will agree, no lesbian has ever been shitty in history. Okay? <laughs> so, That's the most upsetting um, thing, just though. Just fact. You're, you're, you're supposed to be like, you're like, we're all on the same team. Be nice. <laughs> yes. Listen, yes. as we've all learned from the L word, lesbians never make poor choices oh and are <laughs> just God. great people. The L word is the worst. The biphobia and the oh L word is fucking horrible. I mean, oh, yeah. it is, yeah. but also, like, it, you know, not a stunning it example of like the great, as beautiful, uh, yeah, yeah, as yeah. Beautiful, yeah. beautiful human beings. Yeah. Just perfect moral Flawless compasses. humans. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's my point. <laughs> 
Oh, God. Well, what a great chat. <laughs> I'm so happy with where all of this We really gone. got, like, our trauma out of yeah. the Yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Like, just really Throw it all out. out. <laughs> Throw it all out. Um, before we go into our Q&A, is there anything else that you want to tell our audience about this movie? Uh, I mean, I think just like we always say, just we hope that pe- when people watch it, they feel like they can escape to this school Miller High that is accepting, that is positive, that is not like many of the schools in the United States right now. So we hope when you watch it, you feel accepted and included and like you could maybe attend a high school like this someday. And we hope more start to exist. So Yeah. I think at just the end of the day, I hope that just like people like truly just have a good time watching it and like feel better about things and laugh. Yeah. Let's go into our Q&A. Are you ready? Okay. Here we go. Q. Q. And. Yay. Question number one. And we can just say Casey will answer first, then Kirsten. All right. You ready? Who would you have had a crush on in high school? A, the art gay. B, the sports gay. C, the witch gay. Or D, the influencer gay. Sports gay. I'm going art yeah, gay. That's what I was sure. like fluctuating in between. <laughs> but I had to go with what was authentic to me. My crush was on the track team. So yeah, yeah. there we so go. So the AJ, you would have been had a crush on the AJ Campos, who is the artsy sports Exactly. Gay. That's the ideal okay. situation. Yeah, yeah. The perfect. <laughs> yeah, that is yeah. ideal. Yeah. I love yeah. it. And that's a skateboard <laughs> yes. day, too, which also, yeah. you know, oh, that's yeah. up there yeah, for that, me. She yeah. really Skater wraps up so many things eye. in one. It's mm-hmm. incredible. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, question two. We'll, we'll switch them for mm. evens and nods. So, Kristen, you go first on this one. Have you ever been in a love triangle? Yes or no? <laughs> <laughs> no. No, no, no. Wow. Ellie, make sure no. you don't Thinking edit out that lengthy pause. <laughs> and I will say, I will say no. But let's talk after we stop recording. <laughs> yeah, that's what, that's what mine is too. <laughs> okay, great. So it's a no from both. Okay, of we're them. putting a pin in it. Gotcha. It's a no. Gotcha. <laughs> no. Great. All right. Question number three. What's your favorite king pun piece? Oh. A. Flipping the bird. B. Close to my chest. C, literally dead right now, or D, getting hammered? Oh, my gosh. I love the um, close to my chest. I think that's, like, the cutest thing. It's during the montage, too, and it's just, like, mm-hmm. I think it's more impactful, too, if, like, if you're rewatching it and you know, like, who it's coming from and you're like, oh, my God, that's so cute. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I was going to say I love literally dead right now for the same reason because it's in that montage and, like, it's just so it's so cute. <laughs> that montage is so cute. I wa- I rewatch just mm. that montage sometimes when I'm sad. So I do have to say on rewatch the pun, like knowing the puns, mm. and because it, it's not like I didn't have a theory right. the first time going through, but it's like, but then knowing them, like connecting them to the what was happening, because like you, I had you hadn't made that connection on my first watch, you know, and like it is, they're so fucking cute. I just <laughs> ugh, I died. <laughs> Question four, if you had to raise an egg, would you A, boil it to death, B, drop it, C, shield it from every danger, or D, eat it? I think I would shield it from every danger. I'm a very, very anxious person. I was dog sitting the other day and I was, I just kept being like, is she, is she eating grass? Did she eat a rock? Like I was, I had no chill with this dog. So I think I would shield it from every danger. Mm. And I'm like, I'm going to eat it. <laughs> I'm going to shield it. And I'm going to be like, listen, it's the only food I have in my house. At first when we were going through the options, I thought it was drop it. I'm clumsy. I could have dropped it. But then I was like, I am mm-hmm. hungry right now. 
<laughs> there you go. I love how in this scenario you made it the only food yes. you have in your house. Yes. You open the fridge, there's one. Yeah, it's egg, the egg. So. Well, I feel like that's when you eat your theoretical child when you have to. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, listen, maybe it's in high school. I don't know how to cook very many things. People would never eat their child, but yes, when you have to, you're right. That's the answer. Should I stop watching Yellow Jackets? Is that what? Yeah, yeah, probably. No, never stop watching Yellow Jackets. Brilliant show, brilliant show. It's gonna be so good. All right, question number five. This is really mine. All right, here we go. Question number five. What's the longest unrequited crush you've held on to? A a month. B, one year, C, five years, or D, 10 years? Oh, I think I just am in the one year. Currently or like? Oh, no. Historically. Well, I guess I said (laughs) for now it's one year. Who knows what my future holds? (laughs) Okay. 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 (laughs) I think mine would be a month. I'm in Aries. I get bored easy. I'm moving on. I'm finding someone new. (laughs) Which is why I thought you might eat the egg, but it was me, the Capricorn. (laughs) For survival. (laughs) Yeah, I love it. What about about you, Lee? I'm like, I know we didn't ask any of the other questions of of us, but what about you? Oh, God. Uh, I don't feel like I ever had any for that long. Maybe a year? I'm more than a month. A year is a substantial amount of time. Well, it's like somewhere in between. Like, like, I definitely had crushes in, like, middle school and stuff that, like, lasted more than a month. But, like, I wasn't, like, a five-year-long, like, holding the... Carrying a torch for someone, and I wanted to know about the egg question as the only parent. (laughs) I honestly would probably have dropped it. Um, I would have dropped it. My children are still alive. Uh, Let me put it that way. Did I abandon them in front of the TV to come start my recording tonight? No one needs to know. That's fine. Well, they all know now. So listen, Coco Melon was babysitting. Everyone was fine. There we go. (laughs) Everything's fine. Amazing. Remember, for our listeners out there, you can answer our Q&A questions on our Twitter at Les Hangout Pod. Kirsten and Casey, thank you so much for hanging out with us. This was so fun. Oh, thank, thank you, thank you so, so much. much. And thank you for loving Crush. It's so great. It's so great. Congratulations also on like having it be amazing. Yeah. Tell all of our listeners where they can find the movie and where they can find the two of you on social media. You can find it on beautiful Hulu or Disney Plus internationally. Mm-hmm. And then me, nice. I'm just at Casey Rackham everywhere. Not the everywhere, but you get what I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> I'm at Kirsten L. King on Instagram and I'm Kirsten King underscore on Twitter because Kirsten King is taken. <laughs> How dare they? <laughs> and do you have any other projects coming up? We didn't really talk about this. Any other projects coming up that are exciting that you can share with people? Yeah. So I'm working on a queer period piece that I'm uh, excited about and I can't say much more about yet. I hate when people say that. I hate when people but say I mean, that. They all <laughs> get murdered. Legally, you yeah. cannot. So okay. yeah. No one's going to get murdered. Great. I promise I'm you that. For it. <laughs> And um, same boat as Kirsten, but I'm um, but I'm working on a um, a queer uh, time travel movie that I'm very ah, excited about. Yes, oh. I'm already excited. It, it, it I'm is, excited for both it of is funny though because I feel like mine isn't like essentially queer; it's just a time travel movie. But someone was like, "Oh, and and like, is there a queer character?" And I'm like, "Obviously, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely, yeah." I love Great. it. Great, that is awesome. 
Thank you so much. We can't wait to see more of what both of you are writing and producing. And thanks for hanging out with oh, us. Thank you so much. Let me hear you say hip, 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 well, yeah. We love hearing from all of you. We love building this community. So we just want to shout out some of our favorite things every episode. And so we're going to end on a fun shout out for season five of shouting out one of our listeners, Alana, who messaged us on Twitter in response to uh, a post with some Wilds fan fiction by sending us all of their Wilds fan fiction. And listen, as though I don't ask enough times on this podcast to please send me the fan fiction of that. Like, yes, please. We love it. Send us keep them coming. <laughs> send us all your links and keep them coming. And we have given you so many great prompts. And like, I don't know why more people aren't sending us the finished final products of those. But, you know, we'll take what we can get. And uh, <laughs> we just we appreciate you a lot. That's all we want to say. Yes, we do. As always, I want to thank our Lesbian Jesus patrons, Mark Foster, Jess Klaus, Tanya Ferguson, Jacqueline Rose Nishino, Sarah and Julia, Danny Gunlock Tamora, Brittany Ray, Alana Rosen, Lizette Stye, Stacy, A.D. Benitez, Fiona W., Whitney Lennon, Jennifer Trujillo, and our King Princess patrons, Amy and Ellen, Leah Hendley, Liz Chen, Julia Gonzalez, and Ashley White. Thank you all so much. We could not make the show without you, and we are so excited to be giving you some new bonus episodes next season. Remember, you can also find us on all the social medias. We are on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and TikTok at Les Hangout Pod. You can email us at leshangoutpod at gmail.com. You can check out our website at leshangoutpod.com, or you can check out our production company website at dollarbeanproductions.com. Whatever app you use for podcasts, make sure you subscribe so you'll be the first to know when new episodes drop. And if you haven't caught up on all the episodes of The Flame, please make sure you check them out or re-listen to them. You know, they don't go they don't go bad. They're still there. Uh, and they're available anywhere you listen to podcasts. If anything, they're better the second time. <laughs> I think they are. They are. We also post videos on our YouTube channel, so make sure you subscribe at youtube.com slash lessingapod to catch them. If you want to support the podcast, the first freest way to do that is to leave us a rating and a review on the Apple Podcasts app. It helps new people find the show. If you want to support us on our Patreon, you can do that at bit.ly slash lespatreon. You get access to patron-only watch parties, our Patreon-only Discord. And starting in Season 6, you'll get monthly bonus episodes, which we're going to be calling Lesdra Curriculars. Wonder who made that one up. <laughs> Just who, who could guess? Um, if you want to help support our production company making queer podcast musicals, you can support the Patreon for that at bit.ly slash dollarbeanpatreon. And if you want to get some Les Hangout merch, you can get that at bit.ly slash shop. If you want to find us individually, you can find me at Ellie Bridget on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. You can find me on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at LSH Foster. With that, I'm Ellie. And I'm Lee. And let's, and let's hang, hang out, out again, again soon. Let's hang out.
chasing and fading into sex. 